Good afternoon and welcome to Living, Loving, Learning uh, in a Sensational World. Uh, I'm your host, Latanya. This is my co-host, Ellen. Hi and good afternoon. Uh, first of all, introductions. Um, I'm going to give you a little bit about myself and then I'm going to throw it over to Ellen so she can give you a little bit of info about her. So as I said, my name is Latanya. Um, I'm a married mum of four. I've got three boys who are 15, uh, 13 and 8 and then a little girl who's four. My oldest son we believe is dyspraxic um, and my third son is is autistic. Um, basically this is just about our journey. So me and Ellen met about four and a half years ago when our youngest were a few months old. Um, we were on a course that was run by um, the National Autistic Society um, alongside Jubilee Parenting um, and it was called PRISM at the time but I believe that they've changed the name now. Um, what did they change the name to sorry Ellen? I'm not sure what they changed the name to but I know the particular course that we were on was called Social Communication. That was it okay so I think they still run the courses now but anyway so we met there we bonded um and then one of the ladies who was there told us about the other group that she runs, which was um, Jubilee Parenting Chill and Chat, which um, I convinced Ellen to come along with me to. Um, and that was quite a big part of especially Ellen's journey, but mine also. Um, and then from there, Ellen kind of decided she wanted to give back, um, wasn't sure how. And then I think at the beginning of last year, you came up with the idea of a support line um I asked if I could jump on she said yes um and then we kind of grew her initial idea into what is now currently am I alone so I will let Ellen tell her a little bit about her and then we'll come back to what I am alone actually is take it away Ellen well good afternoon as you heard my name is Ellen Garcia I am a founder of Am I Alone alongside Latanya. <clears throat> I am a married mother of three, a 19-year-old son, a seven-year-old daughter, and a five-year-old son. My daughter, who is seven, is diagnosed as non-verbal autistic with global communication delay. Um, as Latanya said, we met about four and a half years ago, maybe now. Um, at that time I was going through the whole isolation and anxiety. I think a lot of that was through lack of knowledge and understanding, you know, I've just found out that something's not right with my little one, not too sure what's going on. I'm researching, I'm looking into things, people aren't understanding. Therefore, I'm isolating myself by not really going anywhere and staying at home and not really talking to anyone. And I went on the course, which I found extremely helpful. And that's where I met Latanya and her husband. Um, after the course ended, Latanya started to attend the chill and chat and convinced me that I should come along. Um, going to chill and chat was a big eye opener for me because the anxiety of even getting out of the house with the two small children and putting them in the car and driving there, sometimes it was just too much. I'd get them ready and just sit there and watch time ticking. 
and sometimes I get to chill and chat and maybe there was half an hour left and it went on like that for a while one of the good things about chill and chat was that it was a safe place there was no judgment and people embraced you if you went and you sat and you cried nobody's going to look at you different because we know that we all have those days today it could be me next week it could be somebody else um the good thing also was that they had a creche so being able to put the children in the creche and just have some one-on-one adult time was also an amazing thing because when you are in that isolation i was finding that the only adults i saw were the adults in my daughter's nursery and the people in the sweet shop really and truly because that's all i go i just go there and back shopping that was out of the question it would be mainly online shopping so that i didn't have to go anywhere but going to chill and chat helped me to become more confident helped me to remind myself that i'm not just a parent i am someone and sometimes afterwards i'd actually take that step and go in the supermarket and although you know i'm anxious and people are looking at you because your child might be making funny noises or whatever i'd be able to get through it and get home and feel that sense of that sense of what would be the right word to use it wouldn't be relief that sense of accomplishment that's what it would be it would mm. be an accomplishment to know that i'd actually been able to get through that shopping trip and get home and i felt good one of the things about chill and chat are the three ladies that run it the one that we go to which is in the woodland center shout out to all the staff down there because they are all lovely <laughs> but um laura rachel and jane they are fantastic women they are three women who collectively are beautiful souls but individually are also just as lovely um for a long time after i started to feel like i wanted to do something with my life but i didn't want to just go back to the same mundane jobs just for the hell of it i wanted to do something that i feel was fulfilling and worthwhile and going on the journey with a sen child i felt like there wasn't enough support for a lot of parents out there and i kept thinking what can i do what can i do what can i do and i came up with the idea for the helpline and i was speaking to latanya and of course she wanted to jump on the bandwagon which is not wrong with that because you know that is the code d right there you can jump on the bandwagon anytime and we decided that you know what we're going to become business partners and that is how am i alone came about bearing in mind she also helped me to look at the bigger picture instead of just okay let's get a helpline get a sim card get some leaflets posted no that doesn't work so let me proudly say am i alone is a registered non-profit organization that is run by myself and latanya and we are proud to be the owners and we are proud to be able to know that we are doing something that is heartwarming to us but worthwhile to us and also hopefully worthwhile to all you other parents and carers out there we also didn't want to just make am i alone about mummies there's so many fathers out there who are also either in a relationship and needing help and advice or single parents 
And then we thought, but we also don't want to alienate carers. There's foster parents. There's carers in the sense of other family members who are in charge of a send, in charge of a send child, and other organisations where you have carers that have taken on the responsibility of children. So we didn't want anybody to feel alienated or isolated by us just only focusing on one group of people. Yep. There you have it. Am I alone? No, because we're so, here. I mean. so like as Ellen said um am I alone originally came from the idea of getting a sim card and you know just having like a a support line for parents to call into if they were ever in kind of crisis or wanted to share something you know big and um happy that had happened um and from there we we also noticed that there's so we are based in Croydon we noticed that there's lots of different little kind of entities within Croydon so different Mm -hmm. support groups and stuff but the problem that you have is none of them connect there's no bridging of these gaps and they don't work collectively so what our aim our big aim really is to kind of keep these little kind of communities these little segments these little pockets of support all around the borough but have them be connected because we definitely believe that as a SEN community we are stronger together because someone from like segment A may have some information that might be really, really useful. Someone in segment B say like, we know that like um, we have links with the carer center and there's a woman that we, we know quite well called Astrid who works amazingly in regards to EHCPs. She does webinars, etc. Now lots of people don't know about this because the information isn't, shared as much as it could be so that's one of our things we are sharing all of this information because knowledge is power and when it comes to our children the more we know the better we can advocate for them um so it's really important for us to kind of just grow this huge send community where no one feels alone or isolated where even if i don't have the answer i can point you towards someone who may that's so right. a lot of signposting it's a really big thing for us um and I think it's really important and it's not about um like Ellen often says it's not about stepping on anybody else's toes because it's not about that as long as people are feeling supported that's the most important thing it's not about who gave them the support because whether someone calls us or messages us or whether they contact the Carer Centre or MENCAP or the National Autistic Society, it doesn't matter as long as they're getting the support that they need. Like, that's the most important thing Definitely. for, for us, really. Definitely. I agree with that. Um, I think one of the important things that Latina touched on there was knowledge being power. If you're a SEN parent, let me just, let me take it back a minute. When you're a SEN parent, one of the things that I've come across with many parents, as well as myself, is that sense of, you. it's like you feel a sense of doom. Let's just be honest. For a split second there, you're feeling a sense of doom. You're feeling a sense of dread. You're just thinking to yourself, why my child? Is this what like when now? you find out about your child having SEN? Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, there, there was, when well, we've spoken about it before, um, talking about grieving 
it's yes, okay that's to right. that's leave exactly. the child into yeah. yeah because the thing is you've had all these hopes and dreams of what your child is going to be yeah. like what your child's going to do and then you start to notice your child is different sometimes you're not mm-hmm. exactly sure why your child is different but you know there's something yeah. that's not matching up with your child and maybe somebody else's child that you know is around the same age when mm. you finally get to the realization and understanding that, you know what, I have a sen child. A lady once told me, you have to grieve the child you thought you were going to have and embrace the child you have. So basically mm-hmm. all those hopes and dreams that you had up in your mind thinking, oh, yes, this, 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 it doesn't mean they're completely gone. But what you need yeah. to do is you need to reevaluate. Yeah, maybe adjust slightly. Yeah. And also, another another thing that I come across sometimes is that the denial of parents. So let me put this into a bigger context. Am I alone is peer support. You can pick up the phone if you're having a moment and you feel like you need to talk to somebody who understands. The only people who will answer the phone is a person who is connected in some way to a sen child, whether it be a parent, a carer, nobody who went to college and university and read so many books, but doesn't actually have day-to-day dealings with a sen child. There's no point. And I, and, I, and I know people are gonna judge me for saying this, but there is no point. And the reason I say there's no point is because if you are not living the day-to-day life we're living, you don't have yeah. any understanding. There can yeah. be two sen children sitting side by side and they have got the same diagnosis from a doctor, but they're still yeah. not the same child. And they they're can be they can present very, very differently different in so many ways. Yeah. And I sometimes think when us as parents are in denial, you know, a lot of parents don't want to believe that their child is a sen child. And that's your prerogative. But and I have to say, but the amount of time that you sit there and are in denial, what you don't realize is you are missing out on valuable time of gaining knowledge in order to be able to help your child thrive. And that is the main thing. We're here, we want to give as much knowledge, help and understanding to as many parents as possible in order to have the right tools to help our children to thrive going forward. My daughter has recently just started speaking in sentences in the last maybe six months. And she's seven years old. But when yeah. I hear her say, she'll say to her brother, go to your room. Man, she can tell him that 10 million times if she wants to, just so I can hear her say that, you know? And it's a big yeah. thing. But if I say to somebody else who I know doesn't have a send child and their child is seven, oh, she said, go to your room. Or she said, can I have a drink? Or in her words, it'll be, mama, drink, please. But, it's all about, I understand you, you know that I understand you, and you don't have to feel so frustrated anymore because you are making yourself yeah. So it's all about helping your child to make the progress. The more progress your children make, the less frustration your children have, the less frustration yeah. you have. Yeah, It doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen over a week. It doesn't happen over a month. Yeah. Sometimes it can take... It's a long year. time, yeah. But you know what? When you see that progress, oh man, it warms your heart. It really warms your heart. You know, Latanya, she's got a son who is autistic. 
I've got a daughter who's autistic. Our children are completely different. The only the only similarities yeah. that there may be between them at sometimes is they might make a sound or say a word that's that sounds similar, but it's it's mm. other than that, there's really no similarities between them at all. Yeah, two, they're they're they? different. They're completely they're different completely people. Completely different. They, so with completely different needs. Yeah. So I want you parents to understand that it's okay to be in denial, but don't spend too long in denial. It's a process, isn't it? Like the whole yeah. journey is a process. So there's different right. avenues. But like I said, like so my grieving period, so to speak, with my son Jackson was really quick. But my husband's was a bit longer. Yeah. And same. Like there was a time at the beginning I was like, okay, so he's gonna live with us forever and he's never gonna be able to travel, blah blah blah. Now he's eight. And like we got his diagnosis when he was three. Now he's eight. And I'm like, mm, I reckon with the correct support, my guy can probably live by himself. Like he'd need like people around, but I reckon he could probably do it. Like we have, we're having big things at home at the moment. At the moment, we are learning to put our laundry in the laundry basket. Yeah. I know he's eight, but it's a big deal. That's right. Last year, like 2022, we conquered using the toilet. There you go. Yes. He was seven, but we've done it. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. It, we're not working on anybody else's time scale. We're working on our family time scale, and that's fine by us. And in our home, this is his safe space, so we can learn at whatever speed we need to. That's and right. his school is really great at supporting him, so he learns at whatever speed he needs to there. So it really does make a difference, the coming out of it and just adjusting your world, your life to make yeah. it a little bit easier for your children. Can I just touch on your whole thing there? A lot of people talk about their children and teaching them how to use the toilet. It's not an, it's not an easy thing. I think for me, I had my son who is two years younger than Angelica. So I was more or yeah. less potty training them at the same time. Um, I think we're similar but what had happened for me is the youngest one did it really quickly that's right yeah like, they they were if off it was they a race, like, yeah, this is nothing yeah if know? it was a race she won yes <laughs> Jackson came a little while later but I was really worried about the progress because I was like oh if I can't crack it with him like maybe she's not gonna she was fine well, and then it. eventually he Definitely. kind of yeah yeah because for me Angelica started school and she was well, she was four when she started school. She turned five a few months after. And yeah. although she wasn't wearing a nappy all the time, if I was going on long yeah. journeys, then sometimes I'd put a nappy on or I'd make sure I've got the potty in the car. And on her first yeah. day of school, I'd spoken to the teacher before the first day and she said to me, is she going to mm. wear a nappy to school? And I said, well, I don't really know. And on the first day of school, I got up in the morning and I said, you know what? Are you wearing a nappy? Or are you not wearing a nappy? And then I'm, yeah. I'm not going to lie. There's also that thing of, I don't know if I really want someone changing my child's nappy and it's not me. So it was like, hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, you know what? You're going to school with no nappy. There you go. And I just sent her. And you know what? So did she I go thought, to school from no nappy from the off? Yeah. From her first day, I sent oh. her with no nappy. I said, nah, we're going to do this. <laughs> And I sent her in no nappy, made sure she had a change of clothes. And you know what? She yeah. has never 
had a toilet accident at school and she is now in year three. So I'm so pleased. But all you parents out there, don't be dismayed. Angelica was four. Jackson was seven. It takes time. Each child is individual. Yeah, yeah. and it's all a different experience. Like, yeah, exactly. And that's, um, it's also to learn not to compare. Like, so I think stereotypically we kind of compare our children because there's milestones that children are supposed to meet at certain points. Send children, like, just throw that out the window and work on your own kind of time scale. Work on your own. You have to. Don't worry about all of that. Yeah, you you have have to to. because your child's not working to what everybody else is. Like, your child's working to their own schedule 100%. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's amazing when you think about it because that's a question we hear a lot. Oh, how did you get your child to stop wearing nappies? There's some children that yeah. are 10 and still wear nappies. So you can't yeah. really judge. And then you can't also say that, oh, send children always take long to learn how to use the toilet. No, because there's some send children who are very OCD. Yeah. And they, they got to make yeah. sure they knew how to do certain things because they don't want yeah. nothing by them. So, you know, this is why we talk about knowledge, learning, understanding. And, and sharing ideas as well. Because, yeah. And I think being able to share ideas, like if someone does say like, oh, how did you do like potty training? There is nothing wrong with people saying, this is what we tried. Like you might say, this is what I tried. And then at least then they've got some things in their toolboxes that yeah, they can try. They've got options. Yeah, exactly. And it's I think like that's, that's definitely part of what we want to do. Definitely. It's like bed training, training your child to sleep in their own bed. I think I tried four different methods. Um, I think the best one, although it's it sounds really bad, is the one where if they cry, just pick them up and put them back in the bed. And I used to just do that and don't speak. And then I'd sit on okay. the floor. Yeah, I'd sit on the floor while she's lying down in her bed. And then every couple of days, yeah. I'd get closer to the door on my bum. That's and called like it, sleep training. Yeah. Yeah. And it got to so the with where... our oldest two, we didn't have to do that. With Jackson, he was absolutely fine for a really long time. And then I believe COVID happened and he became like super unsettled. And like, so you know what you was just talking about? So what I, so what we, what I was very against um, and each person is completely different, but what I was very against is I don't want my child crying. So whereas you were quite happy for your child to like cry and then you just pop them back in the bed. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, I'm not having any tears. So we're going to do this the long, 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 long way <laughs> and we're going to have no tears. And it really was the long, long, long way because it actually took... So my husband kind of took the lead in regards to Jackson and the sleeping because I wore, I had a baby and was breastfeeding, so it wasn't yep. really going to work. And it took just under 18 months to be able to say, it's bedtime, take him in, tuck him in and leave. So... Joe, my husband, basically stood by his bed until he was practically asleep. And then each kind of week would move ever so slightly further away. And when I say ever so slightly, I mean like a step at a time. Because if he moved too far, (laughs) Jackson panicked and he had to go all the way back to the beginning. So it was like a seriously slow process. I know what you mean. It worked. It worked. I think mine and, took, and then with, sorry, hun. No, I was gonna say no, no, I think go mine on. took about four months 
Um, okay. And I still had much to be... quicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, and you know what? I think it wasn't even four months for the whole bedtime process. It was mainly okay. four months getting her sleeping at longer period in the bed when she'd gone okay. to bed. But I do like okay. I do like your husband where I'd move awake, but I'd sit on the floor by the door and I'd move yeah. closer to my door from my bedroom. And then it got to the point where, you know, you see the guys in the army when they go underneath that net thing that's on the floor and they're crawling on their bellies. <laughs> the army crawl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I'd be doing across the, the passage floor to get to my bedroom. <laughs> and then... I started to realize, okay, you know what? After a while, I'd sit in my room, and she know I'm in there, so yeah. she's okay. So after a while, it was alright. I could okay. put her to bed as long as she knows I'm in my and room. They were just there, okay. Fine. You know, I'd hear her in there. She's playing. I don't mind if you want to play. Yeah, but you're in that bed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? As long as you stay in bed. Yeah, yeah. We were pretty similar, but yeah. So that's kind of one of our stories. <laughs> so. Just to kind of let people know about where you can find Am I Alone, um, we do have social media. So we've got Instagram and okay. Facebook mm-hmm. and YouTube channel and obviously the podcast. And, oh, and we also have uh, website. Just in case, sorry. sorry. We also have email as well. Just in case you wanted to privately yes. email, you know. So there's also yeah. that option also, as well as the help. Yeah. You, so, you, yeah, if, you, if you're looking to reach out, you can email us. You can... Um, private message either via the instagram or the facebook mm-hmm. uh, i think there's a contact me like contact us section on our website as well that's right yeah. um so there's all of those things um in regards to the podcasts we're going to be talking about like a bunch of different topics and the podcasts aren't going to kind of follow the same format every time no. so a lot of them will be quite conversational like this one um but there will be some more that are kind of a little bit more serious and there will be some that are kind of more interview styly um we do have a colleague called Natalie who um, Hi, has experience Natalie. in working in a SEND school, um, but she is also um, a SEND parent. Um, and she works a lot with her son using kind of play and play therapy. So we're going to have her on at some point talking about that specifically, but we're also going to get her to be uploading some stuff onto the website as yes. well. So people can kind of look there. Um but yeah, That's I think story. topics. Can I just say quite like the the whole thing with Natalie and play therapy? Again, it's trial and error. What works for you, yeah, may not work for someone else, and what works for someone else, yeah, may not work for you. But we just want you to know that look, we're trying to give you as many different formats as we can. So whether it's by yeah. information that we put up on our social media about ehcps or about different types of sen or if it's practical things that you can do at home with your child as well you know yeah so i think that's like i said that's going to be one of the topics at the moment we've got we're kind of focusing on the topic of ehcps um on our social media so at some point we will be doing a podcast regarding that um We'll be talking, we'll have podcasts about different send diagnoses and right, yeah. how we felt when we had our diagnoses, um, medication, etc. So there'll be lots of different kind of information being shared. Yes. Um, One I of mean, I think Ellen has lined up. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry. Yes, one of the one of what I think is going to be one of the highlights and one that I'm looking forward to especially is going to be the Dad Podcast. I'm so excited to see that because <laughs> not being funny, but the dads are a mess sometimes, you know. So it's just going to be hilarious <laughs> listening <laughs> to the way that they're responding to things because you won't see us, you'll see them. But you will hear us because we'll be asking them questions. In the so background. We will, yeah, we'll be asking <laughs> questions. You know? So their responses is going to be amazing because I know what my husband's like. I know what the Tanya's husband's like. Uh, there's a few other candidates that we've got and we have an idea of what they're like. So it's looking yeah. like that's actually going to be a really good podcast to watch because I think sometimes people forget how difficult it can be for fathers as well. Um, yeah. I've also got a headmistress of a SEND school lined up, which I think is going to be a really interesting and informative podcast. But before we put that up and before we actually do that recording, what we will do is we will advertise it. And if there's any questions that the parents would like us to ask, let us know. And yeah, we, we can, can let, you know, forward, we can yeah. put those questions to be answered if she can answer them and see what yeah. we get back <laughs> on that. So, you know. I think she's looking yeah, forward I to it. I think also. <laughs> yeah, maybe not as much as we are, but she's agreed to start back out now. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, on our social media, we will be putting up stuff about the podcast and we will be asking if there's any particular topics or anything you want us to kind of chat about. So please do Definitely. interact with us via the social media because I think it's really important because then we're kind of not just doing what we want to do. We're also kind of bringing you into it, too. Of course. Um, yeah. Ellen, is there anything else that you wanted to say or add at this point? Um, Really just touching back on what you said again I just want to reiterate it's not about us others 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 it's about us and inclusion and inclusion and inclusion therefore just as I said when we do a certain podcast we'll advertise them if there's questions you want to ask we want you to be included we want you to feel included and we want you to know that yeah. your opinion matters also, yeah. you're going to hear people's opinions on certain topics. Myself and Natanya, we don't always agree on certain topics. Um, mm -hmm. We have a difference of opinion on a lot of things. But yeah, when you do watch our podcast or you do see our social media posts, we try to make them as down the line and as neutral as possible. But there's going to come times when we do say certain things that you don't agree with. And that's fine. Please comment. Your comments are valid. It's good to be heard and your yeah, voices yeah. need to be heard. But please don't be disrespectful to others. If somebody yeah. says something you don't like and you want to make a comment, by all means, make a comment. But make your comment in a constructive yeah. way where you're not going to make somebody else feel that their comment is invalidated. And especially if it's somebody mm -hmm. who maybe is in an isolation type of situation at that time, where they're not really getting out, yeah. not really seeing people, and this is making them feel included and being heard. Please don't do yeah. that because you can also make a person take 10 steps back set them when back. they're trying yeah. to make the steps forwards. So I just want everybody to understand, be kind. Yeah. Be, you know, yeah. be kind to each other because you know what? We all have same children and we want people to be kind to them. So how can we expect yeah. people to be kind to them when we can't be kind to each other? And that's a very important yeah. thing. Yeah, 
Like it's about support and we can have healthy debates and we can have differences of opinion. Of course. But we can still be respectful. It's, that's that's super important. Yeah. Okay. Thank well, you. I think that's enough for today. So yeah. thank you for listening to Living, Loving, Learning in a Sensational World with myself and Ellen. We'll see you soon. Have a good day.